Do you think there's anything that can be done about the current imbalance in the sexual marketplace? No. Like, are, are there things? No? no. Disaster. <laughs> yeah, the current marketplace in 2022 is is a total, unmitigated disaster. It's a disaster in 2022, guys. We're, that's it. No, that's, that's just no. <laughs> I'm sorry to be negative, but this is just how it is. Again, we're talking about reality as it were. And I think that this sort of phenomenon just plays itself out, right? Um, we're on a path that is, is, not, is not a recent thing, right? This has been going on since the 1960s with the invention. Exactly. With the, with the advent of the birth control pill and the bedroom fund revolution and womanism and the change in laws and all this. Um, and he's saying it's going to play itself out. Here's what I think. I think natural selection, right? So what's going to happen is people with, these, with this belief set are just going to be naturally selected out of the human race. Uh, because they're, they're going to make bad relationship decisions. And as a result of making those bad decisions, they won't reproduce or they'll reproduce at a later age and have weaker children, which then get out competed later. Um, and it, it leads to that kind of thing. Mention of the birth control pill. And it's sort of, it's, it's metastasized from that. And it's, it's 50, Indeed. 60 years in the making. And so naturally assuming that there's a solution to this problem is incorrect. It has to play its way out. And I think, there is some positive here, uh, or at least a, some some a silver lining here, in that if you look at um, rates of crack cocaine usage in the inner cities in the 1990s, a lot of the reason or a major reason why young children didn't do crack cocaine is because they saw the effect that it had on their parents' generation. So I think that successive generations will look at the way the current dating marketplace is structured and say to themselves, well, I don't want that sort of life. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. Um, the idea is... The children will see what an unmitigated disaster it is and walk away from it, right? Which is, again, the marriage rate is like six out of a thousand for millennials, right? There's a reason for that, because they saw their parents' marriages and they want nothing to do with that. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, it's Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M. Shoutouts to him. All right, let's continue. And they may just be able to learn from the, the example set by their predecessors. I think that makes sense. So do you think there's going to be a resurgence then in more traditional values? Yeah, I would think so because when... You know what I think is going to happen, guys? I actually think we might be going back to arranged marriage, right? Where the parents just decide who the children are going to marry, as opposed to whatever this disaster dating market is. And I think, actually, uh, I mean, I don't have any uh, theory, uh, sorry, any any uh, research backing this, okay? But my theory is that, uh, or my my thinking is that this has happened throughout history. It's, it's cyclical, right? So, uh, uh Societies become permissive of bedroom fun, and then the garbage happens, and then it resets, and then we go back to arranged marriage, and then, you know, slowly over time, it becomes more and more permissive until it gets back to this cancerous stuff, and then uh, it's just that this um, birth control pill, bedroom fun revolution thing is, you know, a more extreme um, example of it in in the modern time. But it has happened before. That would be my my thinking. If if uh, any of the Roman Empire um, 
literature is to be believed. System. I don't think people are dumb per se. I think that they are underinformed or they agreed lack knowledge on a specific thing. And if right. presented with a requisite amount of knowledge, they're able to make the right decision ultimately. Uh, nah. but but uh, we can link this to. I think I think uh, an episode or two ago, I had a quote by Schopenhauer, which is um. Uh, like the truth right it goes through three phases like the first phase it's it's vehemently opposed the second phase is um no the first phase is it's it's totally denied the second is is vehemently opposed and the third is it's just taken as as fact right so the the way that the world works right now the real way it works which has been obfuscated for like 60 years um, is just going to be revealed, right? <laughs> and and in a few years, it'll just be a matter of course. Everybody will just know. The average person will know exactly how the world works and will make decisions based on that. And I don't think that's just at in the individual level. I think that is at the societal level. Agreed. And if a lot the of laws will change. Much aware- oh, uh, something something important is this. Um, the marriage laws will need to be reformed in the West if anything is to change. Because right now the alimony, child support, divorce, court garbage that's happening is um, exploitative and gigantically, hugely, magnificently destructive for children's lives and for the lives of men. And uh, until that's changed, I think the marriage rate will either be six out of a thousand or continue to decline even past this point. I think that's a very likely situation aware of how the dating marketplace is structured and the deleterious effects of it, they're more than likely to restructure the way that they go about engaging with relationships with, with the people around them. Indeed. I completely agree. And that's why freedom of speech is so important too. Because if you just let people have information, like we're smart enough, say on average, smart enough to look at the information and then come to conclusions. If you have all of the information, right? And yeah, except uh, free speech is greatly limited in uh, modern society, right? And it's limited by corporations, right? Like there's certain things you can say on on YouTube and there's certain things you can't say on YouTube. There's certain things you can say on Facebook and there's certain things you can't say on Facebook. And the reason, um, or, you know, whatever, uh, Twitter, etc. And the reason is because, and uh, TikTok, etc., the reason is because these companies care more about money than they care about human happiness, right? They don't care that they're causing the suffering and destruction of an entire generation if they make money off it, right? And so um, you can't tell the truth about female nature. You can't tell the truth about what men should be doing. You can't, you know, you have to hide your face if you if you talk about the truth. And um, you, you can shout it to the skies, lies and, and uh, slander of men. And that's allowed uh, if, if you're saying stuff that's against men. Like that, that is a gigantic travesty of our time, if you ask me. And not just a subset that pushes you in one direction. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It, knowledge is, is incredibly important. And as you pointed out, it's, 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 it's the freedom to, to have this knowledge accessible and be able to That's make right. decisions based off of that knowledge. Whether or not you make a mistake or make the right decision is irrelevant. As long as you're able to make the decision, the decision with the information available is all Agreed. that matters. That's right. Yeah. That's why grassroots movements like uh, the Red Pill are so important. It's because without full information, without the truth, without real information, men 
get absolutely side-swiped. They get absolutely slammed by reality. And what happens? They get divorced, they have to pay alimony, they have to pay child support, they have, you know, they're in relationships with women that have children with other men, Uh, they get C-star, C-cade, etc. All kinds of terrible things happen because these men simply don't know to avoid certain people or certain actions, right? They don't know because they don't know the truth. I agree. Okay, what are your thoughts on... Only fans. <laughs> I think it's a fantastic business model. I really true do. because it, 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 you know, on, on one sense, it, it does capitalize on something which is quite lucrative and that's emotional connection. A lot of young men out there are not able to get into a relationship for a variety of reasons. Maybe they play. Right. Um, the reason why the average man is not able to get into a relationship is because the average man is invisible to the average woman. And the reason the average man is invisible to the average woman is because of dating apps, Instagram, Tinder, Snapchat, Bumble, um, what am I missing? Whatever, TikTok, etc. If you're an attractive man, you're visible. If you're less than attractive, you're invisible. And uh, it follows the Pareto principle. And actually, it's even more extreme than the Pareto principle. It's like 95-5, right? 95% of men are invisible. 5% of men are visible. Um, and so these men, they have their access to bedroom fun and relationships in general is zero. It's not it's not five percent. It's zero percent. And so because of that, um, these men seek refuge. And where do they seek it? They seek it in spicy content, and they seek it in OF, right? Where you can basically pay a girl to pretend to be your girlfriend, or you know, um, and that even happens on Twitch, right? You pay these girls that like you know they give you attention for money, but they're not doing it genuinely. They're doing it to en- enrich themselves and use you as a John, effectively. Um, and they destroy their own lives. But even worse is um, these men that are doing it are promoting th- the cultural destruction, right, of the West through their actions. So it's it's just awful. All right. Anyway, um, let's look at this article called Up the Alpha by Rolo Tomasi. As expected, the alpha to beta trait dichotomy was inferred from last week's post courtesy of commentator Ad Fortitudo. Do you disagree with Athol K that the best option for a woman is a man with both alpha and beta traits? That is to say, wouldn't a man with great genes, physicality, confidence, as well as financial stability and kindness be the perfect man for a woman? Wouldn't that satisfy both his short-term and long-term mating strategies? I get the sense that it is an absence of men that have both traits that women seek out these different qualities in separate men under short and long-term circumstances. I covered this a while ago in schedules of mating, and as recently as your friend, um, I'm not going to say that word, on YouTube. This one for the perfect amalgam of hot alpha and parentally invested beta is literally hard-coded into women's brains and endocrine system. From the most rudimentary level, the conflict that hypergamy instills in women is due to this want of fusing together the arousing alpha with the attractive beta in the same man. Thus was women's pluralistic bedroom fund strategy evolved. The problem that confounds hypergamy is that the arousing alpha and the attractive beta rarely exist in the same male, and at the same time and at the most opportune time for women to appreciate and capitalize on it. By this I mean that as a woman proceed through their SMV peak years, they place higher priorities and higher mating value upon predominantly alpha traits. These are the um, have bedroom fun with me now party years, and alpha seed far outvalues beta need. As I wrote in Schedules of Mating, on a macro level, this translates into a proactive form of C-star CKing. 
even if it doesn't result in a pregnancy, the latent urgency in a woman's peak is to get the seed first and find the provider later. The fantasy for women, of course, is to tame the savage alpha and convert him into a parentally invested partner by encouraging beta traits in him as he matures and hopefully prospers. Many a thwarted single mommy knows the unfortunate outcome of attempting to fix their bad boy alpha into the good dad father. But this is the emphasis assuming a woman pauses long enough to invest in one particular alpha during her peak years. The base schema is to maintain the hot alpha arousal while developing in him into a more attractive beta provider. As a woman approaches the downturn of her SMV, that hypergamic urgency shifts to favor beta providership traits as the prospect of long-term security alters the priorities of her hypergamy. Now the script changes to one favoring the nice, dependable, and necessarily resourceful man with all the attractive features she needs for a commitment to long-term security. It's not that she doesn't still become aroused by the physicality and charisma of a predominantly alpha male, particularly in her proliferative phase of her menstruation, but she is more aware of the balance between her lessened ability to, to attract that man and the need to pair bond with a man who can provide for her and her offspring. Women will mitigate this arousal attraction imbalance with their own forms of um, reading books or self-initialized rationalization about their deeper maturity. But in essence, the doubt that hypergamy seeds in them has to be held in check either through self-repression or by dread of loss. The fantasy for women in this instance is the hope that their predominantly beta partner will man up, just get it on his own, and develop more arousing alpha traits as he matures. The base schema here is to maintain the sweet beta provider attraction while developing him into a more arousing alpha as he needs demand. Beta with the side of alpha. The inimitable geisha Kate then helps solidify this analysis of her perfect man. Great point. That is the true manicorn. That is what I mean when I say I'll take a greater beta with fries. Be careful what you pray for, Kate. The women who kvetch about the overtly sensitive men they committed to probably wished for the same. In fact, I'd argue that the majority of married men now looking to Athol K for insight believe they were greater betas with a side of alpha. Kate's in a stage of life when the beta providership male makes far better practical sense to pair off with. Just like Anne giggles, her definition of attraction and a good relationship is biased by the personal conditions of a present SMP valuation. She understands this from her age, SMV and necessity perspective, but this undoubtedly wasn't her perspective when she was in the prime of her SMV years. This is the build a better beta paradox. Um, the overarching point is to create a more acceptable man for a female defined goal, not to truly empower any man. There is no feminine opposite to this. There is no counter-effort to make women more acceptable to men. In fact, this is actively resisted and cast as a form of slavish subservience. This is the extent of the feminine reality. It's so insaturating that men, with the aid of concerned women, will spend lifetimes seeking ways to better qualify themselves for feminine approval. That's the better beta they hope to create. One who will man up and be the alpha as situations and, uh, w and use would warrant, but beta enough to be subservient to the feminine imperative. They seek a man to be proud of, one whose association reflects a statement of their own quality, yet one they still have implicit control over. Whether the reasonings are moral, entitlement, or honor-bound in nature, the end result is still feminine primacy. The sales pitch is one of manning up to benefit yourself, but the latent purpose is one of better qualifying for normalized feminine acceptance. What they cannot reconcile is the same benefits that are inherent in becoming more alpha are the same traits that threaten his necessary position of subservience as a beta. This is precisely why real game and truly unplugging cannot be sanitized. This social element wants to keep you plugged in. More alpha, more confidence, more awareness is a threat to femcentricism. It's great that all this game stuff has finally got you standing up for yourself, but remember who's got the thing between their legs. All right, back to this video here. <clears throat> Play too much video games. 
maybe they they don't really work on themselves playing too many video games and not working on yourself so again what's the idea it's man up and marry those s words those garden tools well like that's not why men can't get a get a girl they can't get a girl because the competition is fierce and they have to be highly attractive like when this guy says working on yourself he's not talking about hitting the gym he's talking about getting your money up that doesn't make you more attractive bro it makes you more of a beta provider more of a saver hoe as it were but only fans takes advantage of this particular situation and it it allows women specifically to make quite a bit of money but of course there are negative negative aspects of it right again it's it's it, it it does deal in 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 you know degeneracy in in some ways right that's right you know, one is selling that's quite selling their body but but engaging in behavior that is not necessarily you know conducive to building a healthy society let's say that's right and actually it is selling your body it's just selling your body online versus selling it in person again what man would want to date a girl that sold her her stuff for 4.99 think about it and not just the one guy to multiple guys at once it's very destructive obviously so uh, while i don't i don't necessarily blame these women for the hustle i i do think that it it does false the hustle is inherently masculine so by hustling quote unquote they're actually hurting themselves it's not a good thing represent a a, a wound within society true that this sort of industry is is very popular although you know prostitution is the oldest profession as they say and while only fans is not prostitution let's make that clear it it is sort of a derivative it's yeah it's awfully close yeah do you think there's a type of woman that can do that kind of work like you said is not prostitution but it's, it's a derivative do that kind of work and not have negative consequences later uh i'm afraid not i'm afraid actions have consequences and the the consequences of these actions are very negative (laughs) what what kind of question is that just be like yeah like it was fine it didn't bug me and it was something i did when i was younger maybe and like i've had my fun now i'm ready to settle down no (laughs) sure some some idiot might take it Right, but that doesn't mean it's good for the guy. Yeah, and there are people that can handle that. No. Or do you think it leaves a bad imprint? Period. It, it does. I mean, I think in in one sense, I don't know. I can't speak on the psychological aspect of it, the emotional aspect of it, because I don't I don't know that literature well enough. I would assume I would assume that it does, but I will say that you know the internet is forever. And indeed, if an employer is able to look up your internet history and see that you've had an OnlyFans page maybe they'd be less inclined to give you a job. Right, but more than this. Um, okay, there's a more important quote-unquote job, as it were. Again, the, the way this guy is talking, he's saying that a girl focusing on a career, that he's implying that that's the be-all, end-all, right? No, no, there's a far more important career that a woman loses out on uh, when she chooses to do OnlyFans. And that career is wife. A woman loses the ability to marry a man who has self-respect when she does that because she clearly doesn't respect herself any girl that would sell herself for 4.99 online is not a self-respecting girl maybe hmm this is true yeah 
Yeah. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) The internet is forever. That's terrifying. How, How would you, this is, this is fun. How would you describe what being a simp is for people who don't know what that means? Ah, okay. That's a good question. So a simp is a, uh, transcendent, nice guy. He is the type of guy that placates to a woman that pedestalizes her and engages in, in, you know, undue praise and gives gifts for the sake of receiving emotional connection and sex. Um, okay. So, oh, no, he did say for the sake of, that's right. So the guy is, is behaving in a transactional manner, right? Uh, but a, a lot of these like quote unquote simps, right? They are, they don't do it for any kind of return. They, they do it without any hope of return. They just give praise and validation to these girls just because. And obviously that's awful, right? Because by doing that, they overinflate these girls' egos. And because they overinflate these girls' egos, these girls then believe that they're better than the average man. And so the average man becomes even more invisible to the average woman. So there is no emotional connection. There is no genuine interest in a woman. He's simply doing it because praising her and giving her gifts because he wants something in return. No, 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 no. That's actually false. Um, That's not uh, what a S star MP is. No. It's no, no, he does genuinely like her. He just believes that that is the way to get what he wants. His game is pedestalization, buying her gifts, taking her to $200 dinners, um, praising her, constantly giving her attention, constantly giving her validation. He believes that that is what works. That he's brainwashed. That's what a S-star MP is. So simp is, I think within modern parlance, it's it's used to describe a male that is subservient. True. Wow. That might have been the best definition of a simp that I've heard. Thank you. That was, yeah. I always thought that totally makes sense too. I always thought it was kind of a man who's probably more agreeable. Uh, No, it's a loser. It's a guy who believes that by sacrificing himself, he will get what he wants not realizing that it's actually destroying him. And is is being nice out of guilt or something, but you think it's just a direct transaction. It's yeah. do things nice to receive sex, basically. Yes, it's, it's accurate. Machiavellian. Yeah, for sure. I think it's Machiavellian nature. And I think the, the term- No, it's not Machiavellian. What? It's not Machiavellian. And, and it's funny that she says it's creepy. No, well, yeah, it, it is creepy, right? Because- the guy is by definition a loser if he's doing that. And a woman's instinct is to think of that as creepy. Even imagining that is creepy. All right, on to the Reddit post here. My fiance fell in love with someone else. My fiance cheated. My fiance of seven months and partner of seven years cheated on me with a colleague over a three month or so affair, emotionally and physically. As he was coming clean, he didn't initially tell me the entire truth because he said he was afraid that would be the straw that broke the camel's back. He thought he was falling in love with her but decided to come clean. Said he was unhappy in our relationship and unhappy in his life. Uh, The life feels empty. He struggles to do the things he loves. Feels like a failure. He said he wanted a fresh start and that he actively pursued the affair. They were physically together during the two work conferences. 
I knew something had changed over the last few months and expressed it, and we even made a plan to be communicating in a more fulfilling way while he was on his work trip. The work trip he became even more physically involved with this married woman, who wants to be out of her marriage according to him. During this trip he would check in with me, ask how communication was, all while spending every night with her. He returned from his trip and still for two weeks text and called with this woman, including bedroom fun texts. He says he wants to stay together and go into individual couples counseling. Am I being sold a bill of goods? Our relationship had issues of communication, but overall I would try to bond and connect and had really committed to the new chapter of marriage. He'd also been wanting to start a family and were actively trying during this entire time. I'm having a hard time understanding why he did this and why he wants to stay. Why not leave if you're unhappy? Why the affair? How can you feel in love with an affair when you supposedly love someone else? Am I to believe the old adage that if you fall in love while you're in love, it's the second relationship that's true? Any thoughts are appreciated. Mostly looking for community and shared experience. Okay, so basically the girl treats her husband bad. He goes and cheats on her, but he still wants to stay. Um, Yeah, guys, like this is the sort of thing that happens um, when the marriage is quote unquote unfulfilling, right? The guy has married a girl that treats him like garbage and then he goes and cheats. That's, That's what happened. Now, I wouldn't recommend this in 2022. Better not to get married at all because if you go and cheat and then she divorces you, well, guess what? You still have to pay and you lose your kids. Of course, he doesn't have any kids, but you get what I'm saying. All right, top comment here. 356, get your finances in order to ditch him. Don't give him a free pass. He already showed you he'll cheat on you. If you don't have children with him, you can afford to drop him. Uh, Okay, 113 upvotes. If you really stay with him and I believe that you have no self-respect at all, if you do... uh dump his bum don't be so naive he'll cheat on you again and doesn't love you cheaters suck and you deserve better uh 59 upvotes unfortunately you're all three open-hearted naive and blind he'll not change and he didn't even regret it don't waste your time you don't have kids and you're not married so it's easier now to leave him and most importantly don't let him manipulate you no matter what he says doesn't change anything he doesn't truly love you so again guys all the comments are encouraging her to leave him <laughs> because of course women are favored in divorce so all right guys um that's it for today. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M here, shout outs to him. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you took the time out of your busy day to listen to the end of the video, I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful and I will see you next time.